0: Epaphras, who is one of you, a slave of Christ Jesus, greets you, always struggling on your behalf in his prayers, that you may stand mature and fully assured in all the will of God. Colossians 4.12 This week we continue the series entitled, The Will of God, with speaking from Brother Ron Kangas to the Working Saints during a regional conference in Madison, Wisconsin, in March 2011. In this episode, Brother Ron speaks regarding the will of God being one person with one way and one goal. A link to the full audio can be found in the episode notes. In Colossians 2.2, Paul speaks about the hearts being comforted and our having the full assurance of understanding. So now, the next matters, the three of them, are a contribution to your full knowledge of the will of God with spiritual wisdom and understanding, and also to your being, standing mature and fully assured in all the will of God, in such a way as that nothing will shake you. Nothing can shake you. You will become an unshakable pillar in the church life. And if the Lord's coming is not soon, and you pass into the peak responsibility bearing age, which is middle age, not young adulthood. Excuse me, but if I need heart surgery, I'm not going to a brilliant, Harvard-trained uh, cardiac surgeon who's 33. Give me someone 60 who's done a few thousand of these, okay? I, I realize you're very good, you're promising, but uh, you're, you're too young, you're in your learning phase, Um uh, give me someone in, in her 50s, someone in her whatever it is. And so what will happen, what you need to realize is that your whole human life will not get easier, it will get more difficult. It will not get simpler, it will get more complicated. It will not get lighter, it will get heavier. Um, th- this is just the nature of human life. It's a life of sorrow, it's a life of pressure, it's a life of limitation. But if the Lord can accomplish what he wants in the next period of time, along the lines we'll, that will suggest, then when you're entering into your 40s, and being a young adult must end sometime in your early 40s, just as being middle-aged, it's got to end sometime. So I, I declare the official end at 70. Okay? Stop calling yourself even late middle age if you're 70. What you are, you don't know. I don't know either. But we're not that. Okay? We're something else. So what is the will of God? Uh, not first for your life. The will of God for God. The will of God in Revelation 4.11 Because of which he created all things. What is that? Well, let's stay mainly with Colossians. The will of God is one person, one way, and one goal. That's the will of God. And when we have the proper knowledge of this, with spiritual understanding, and are fully assured in this, then we're anchored. Then we're anchored. And then in the rest of our life, we can develop in this threefold direction. Okay, the one person is the all-inclusive Christ. God wills that every day we experience and joy and gain Christ that we become Christ-men, that we are Christ-seekers, that Christ is revealed in us, Christ lives in us, Christ is being formed in us, Christ is making his home in us, Christ is being magnified in us, he's becoming more and more to us. And the Lord through the spirit will arrange endless situations great and small major and minor for you to gain christ and it will mainly be through the regularities you could say the the banalities the boring Ordinary details of human life. Uh, Life is not that exciting most of the time. It's not this grand adventure most of the time. I I don't find going to the dentist thrilling. Uh, Getting a haircut is not an adventure. Flossing your teeth is not a joy. But this is what God wants. And... And he will arrange on his part all manner of situations for you to contact the Lord, to experience the Lord, to enjoy the Lord, to gain him. This is his will. Now, you need to realize this is verses self-cultivation. And this is versus self-perfection. And this is versus self-improvement. Because at the same time, and as a parallel to what I've just been saying, you will be constantly under the discipline of the Holy Spirit to tear down the old creation in you. And at the same time, to build Christ into your being. And there's no way out of this. The only way is to exit human existence. And that's bizarre. That's no answer. Then you face the Lord needing now an age of perfecting. There there is no opting out of this. We didn't choose to exist. We exist because of the will of God. We live in this old creation. We live in this present age. We need to be responsible persons. Most of us will get married and have families. We need to know how to work. If you don't know how to work, you will be useless your whole life. Useless. In 1978... There was quite a upheaval in parts of the recovery, especially in the U.S. And most of the brothers who became involved in that had a common problem. They had a problem with work. They either felt they were above working, or they despised working, or they were beyond working, or they just didn't. So the Lord will arrange all kinds of details during this period to match and to motivate your seeking of Christ. Here's just a little example from the when, starting at the age of about 27. I was a teacher for the L.A. school district, and we got paid once a month. The check came through the mail, and I have to say we lived from one check to another, not because we were loose, it's because we were limited, and that was when my wife and I could rent a one-bedroom furnished apartment for the grand total of $100 a month. Okay. That's ancient history. And uh, we lived in a small apartment complex and there's this tiny key that would open our mail slot. And so the mail came and I could peek in through the, the, the opening and there was the check. But we had lost the key. So close, yet so far. So much in need, and so unattainable. I don't even remember what happened. Another time, I did in fact have the key, got the paycheck out, and there is this Penny Saver shopping magazine and other things, and I put the envelope with the check inside. Of them, and they took the mail upstairs, and then I'm talking, and I said, "Oh, this is just waste mail." So I tore it all in half, and I realized the check is there. Okay, your human life will be an endless series of torn paychecks and locked mailboxes. Okay, uh, I don't know what kind of car you have. I bought a Volvo when Volvos were affordable. And I really bought into the idea, even though it had dual carbs. Some of you may not know what a carburetor is, but there used to be such a thing. And there was one problem after another with this car. All under the Lord's sovereign hand that I would gain Christ. Not dramatic, not fun because God's will is Christ the one way is the cross now let me tell you I pointed this out in one other young adult's gathering but probably not in the way I will do it now but then I don't remember how I did it then and so I'll just do it as it comes out God solves all problems by the cross. He doesn't. He does not negotiate. He terminates. And let's suppose that for the last four to six years, you have been quite serious with the Lord, and you have, as far as you know, cleared your past. You're not aware of anything from the past that needs to be resolved. And you have consecrated yourself to the Lord, at least in a basic way. And so you have some experience of dealing with sin. And your conscience is sensitive. And when you have a failure, you know what to do and you confess it. And you've also had some dealing with the world, with the love of the world. And the Lord, through his discipline, will touch certain things that you love. If you love cashmere socks, and you got a new pair from Brooks Brothers, and your wife forgot you don't put cashmere socks in the dryer, you will now be able to love little socks, because that's what you now have. Maybe for your little girl's dolly, you got some socks. If you have a reaction to that, other than good humor and maybe some cherishing to your wife, if you're angry, that shows you love cashmere socks or you love that tie or you love that pen or whatever it is but you should be somewhat passing through this and then you know what it is to deal with the conscience we're in tax season and sometime between now and April 15th probably uh, you'll do something about it uh, I've got a date with my son and his computer who's going to shepherd me through TurboTax again. May the Lord have mercy on me. But I think I, I can do this. And so we, we care to have peace in our conscience. But you're now at an age where the Lord will lead you into the third stage of the experience of life which is the cross dealing with the flesh, the self, and the natural constitution. It is not too much to say that whether or not you know the body, whether or not you are built up in the body, and whether or not you can minister Christ in the spirit, will be determined by the next few years of learning what flesh is. Now, I think I can uh, mention uh, my dear brother. I believe he won't be subjective. That, Josh, when did you graduate from the training? Three, four years ago? Three years ago. So I've known you for about five years. And I've been quite encouraged With his progress in the Lord. He served for a while. And he's in graduate school. And my. Did the Lord ever match you up. Very well. With your counterpart. And you've been married. How many months? About six. Okay. Now this counterpart. That you have. God calls a helper. Helper. But the help you need is not necessarily the help you expect. And my helper helped me very much to know what my self is. Uh, Without her, I don't know where I would be. Without the exposure, yet the covering in love. So what's going to happen to many of you is according to your feeling, your situation is getting worse. Oh, the flesh is so loathsome. And and now the self, you had no idea. Oh, and the natural constitution, you're not getting worse. You're simply beginning to recognize what you were all along that hadn't been brought to the surface yet. And if it's not brought to the surface, you won't know it and you won't deal with it. This is the one way that you know what the flesh is, you know how to apply the cross. You know what the self is, you know how to apply the cross. You know what the natural man constitution is? You apply the cross. The will of God is to solve all our problems by the cross. We'll consider this in some detail tonight as a necessary condition of peace for the word of Christ to dwell in us. But it's sufficient to say that the will of God for us all is not suffering. It's the termination of the cross. And it's useless. It's vain. It's a waste to avoid it. It is the will of God. The cross is the will of God. Then God's goal is the church. The building up of the church as the body of Christ. And here I would make some particular application then take one step further on human living in relation to the church and then I'll stop and I hope you have comments, you have requests, you have questions. Otherwise, um, I don't know what to do next. What would really be beautiful and what I think is possible Is for you to serve very actively in the church life without ambition. Often, the active service in brothers is motivated really by their ambition. When they realize if I'm ever to advance, I've got to do a good job. Whatever I'm at, if if this is chair arranging or if this is any other matter. And this is really sad. According to Revelation 2, there's something called the first love in which we love the Lord first and give him the first place. The first love is then expressed as the first works. The Lord said, you have left your first love. Remember where you have fallen from and repent. But then he doesn't say, have the first love. He said, do the first works. The first works are concrete, specific, practical actions of service that are motivated by our love for the Lord. That's our only reason. Uh, I don't know. Maybe it was the hotel. Maybe it's not the hotel that arranged the refreshment table. It was certainly some serving brothers that took care of the sound system who presided over the arranging of the chairs, who was taking care of the children, Right that once they're, they're of age to go, who is taking care of them? None of this is glamorous. It's not glorious. But we cannot have a church life without the serving in the church. It's impossible. You can't say, well, I'm really here for to be in the divine and mystical realm of the consummated spirit for the body of Christ. So am I. But the way into that realm is by the church as the procedure. Probably one of the sweetest periods of time in my service, after having been an elder and then migrated, and you know, by the way, the eldership is not transferable. You don't get this elder's license so that when you migrate somewhere, You know, you just haul it out and and frame it and just say, I have an elder's license. Uh, There's no such thing. Then I returned to the West Coast, was in Anaheim, and then I'm doing the very service that I did when I first came to the church life. Here I am, ushering. And then a few years later, I'm on children's meeting. Uh, I'm in my 40s. I'm in children's meeting with the sixth grade boys. I ask the Lord to remember that service. If you don't serve, we can't have the church. We can't have the church life. And if you serve, and we're not going to like take you through a scanner, an ambition scanner. Uh, we're not suspicious. You're not going to be under interrogation. But if you serve because of ambition. It's going to damage you. It's going to damage you. There's no way out of it. And regarding the church. One of the basic matters that needs to be settled. Is to serve without ambition. You simply serve. The reward is with the Lord. You will serve according to the burden the Lord gives you and you will serve according to the fellowship of the brothers. Brothers, would you consider serving on this? Unless the Lord forbids you, why would you not do it? This will take time. This will take energy. This shows that you're living for the goal. Now, I'm talking about a principle now. But I can speak for myself and for many, many brothers of my age group. We would never accept any job that would cost us the church life. Never there may be times you have to work extra. Of course we will do that. We will let our superiors know we would do that. But there is quite a strong trend of career first, job first, and if the church life suffers, too bad. We need to Reserve time and energy for the practical service in the church. That's not glamorous, as I said, it's not glorious, but it's necessary. And there's something we can experience of Christ and the cross and the body only when we're engaged in this. I don't know where the recovery is as a whole regarding this. In one sector of the world. uh, Not in the West. But neither in the Far East. And this is a former communist country. You you don't don't think that they would have this mentality. But all the saints had this view. How much will you pay me for this service? You want me to serve in the business office? Then... What will you pay? You want me to clean? What will you pay? Isn't this sad? To even have this thought. Thank you for joining us today. To hear the complete recording and other messages, please visit livingtohim.com. If you would like to receive regular updates from us, Please subscribe to this podcast and join our mailing list on our website. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube, where our handle is at livingtohim.